0: Welcome to commercial property podcast. My name is Helen Tarrant. I'm an author. I am an educator and I am a specialist commercial property bias agent. Now in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you specialist strategies and terminologies and live case studies on how you too can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. Now, if you are looking to buy your first commercial property, want to find out more information to see if commercial property is right for you, or you want to expand your portfolio to two or three commercial properties or even more, then this is the podcast for you. I will be sharing with you live case studies, the journey of my clients and students, and also how we're putting deals together. So relax, listen in, and enjoy the process. In this episode, we are listening to several of Helen's YouTube tips. Helen takes us through the passive income in commercial real estate and the numbers that would create this and the positive cash flow associated. So plus, we're going to look at capital growth in commercial property and what you need to know and also what are the upsides in commercial property, pitfalls to avoid, and what to look for, listen in. Hi, welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow, this is Helen Tarrant, and I wanna share with you about passive income in commercial property. So there's questions about, you know, passive income. What exactly is that? So we have active income is something that you work. So you go to your job or you're a contractor. So you're trading time for money. And that's really what active income is about. So active income is you're actively working for it. Passive income is where you can just sit back, go to the beach, go on holidays, and the money comes into your bank account. Now, I know that in the industry, a lot of people talk about passive income and residual income also is another word that they use. And it's like you just sit on the beach and have the money Coming in, well, yes, you have that component, but I can guarantee you that the moment you get passive income and you sit on the beach for about two weeks, you are going to be absolutely bored with it. So, let's talk about what and how you can get positive Positive cash flow or passive income. There's all this into all these terms out there, but essentially they mean the same. It just means that there's more money coming in than expenses going out and that you don't have to be actively seeking it. So in commercial property, how that would work is, for example, let's talk about a property at 500,000. So you're buying a property of 500,000 and you're getting a 7% return, which is a Metro property in Brisbane, Sunshine, Gold Coast, or even in um, fringe areas of Melbourne and Sydney, or Greater Sydney, uh, and you are getting $35,000. Net coming through on a 7% yield for $500,000. Now that's after all expenses and outgoings have gone out but except for the mortgage. Let's say the $500,000 and we're looking at 100% borrowing and this only occurs if you are, you know, drawing down the deposit from another source and, you know maybe from an offset or maybe you refinance your residential so there is a cost to that deposit and you're getting a commercial loan so that's what I mean when I say hundred percent finance not going to the bank and getting hundred percent finance in commercial um, so that might be say five percent just as round figures or even four percent at four percent average is twenty thousand dollars a year interest only at five percent is twenty five thousand now if you're getting thirty five thousand dollars from this property and you are paying out $25,000 in interest-only mortgage repayments, then you are left with $10,000. And that $10,000 is the money that's going into your pocket, and that is the money that what we call passive income. You don't have to work for it. You can go to work every day, have this property in the background, generating that income month in, month out, and that's what makes it passive. And that's also what makes it so exciting because you literally don't have to do anything, and you're getting the money coming in. Now, there's a few catches to this because you know, if things look too good to be true, you know, often they are. Now, the few catches to that is you've got to know where to look and the type of property to buy. Because not all properties are made the same in commercial property, and there are lots and lots of pitfalls out there, which is one of the reasons I create this video and this YouTube channel to actually help you with it. So if you want to actually find out more, make sure you click the subscribe button and also hit the bell so you know every time we have a new video so that I can give you lots and lots of tips on commercial property, but also show you road trips and, and inspections that we do. So one of the things that um, pitfalls about you know, commercial properties, most people go in there and they have the same mindset as residential as they go, okay, so I'm buying a property, Am I might just buy a property and find a tenant and it's fine. Well, no, it's not. You don't buy a vacant commercial property if you're starting out on your commercial property journey. You buy a property with a tenant in it and not just a tenant on a month by month lease or a tenant that's on a short one year lease where you will find it's gonna be very hard for you to get funding, um, which means loans from the bank. What you would actually want is a proper tenant that's been there for you know three or five years already with the history and that they want um, another further three or five year lease and that's what really the key is to that because now, having a tenant that's on there for three or five years means that the tenants already invested in your business, they've done a fit out, their clients already know where they are located. so they are absolutely already settled in the business, which gives them uh, longevity, security for the tenant, but for you gives you security that the tenant's going to be there for a long time and continuously to pay you rent which is the the whole point of it is that as long as they keep paying you rent, Uh, and that you were able to pay the mortgage, the rest of the money, the gap that you have between what you need to pay the mortgage and what you're getting in from the tenant is your passive income. It's basically a passive income putting into your pocket. So the greater the gap, the bigger your passive income. But of course, there's always a risk component. And depending on your risk profile, uh, there's different types of property that is suitable for you. But typically when I get started, I like to say, look, if you are starting out your first journey and you want to be just a little bit more conservative, I would probably say, hey, let's look at something that's in a metro or a fringe metro area where it's not too hard to find another new tenant. Should your tenant leave, let's put you into a property that's most likely going to be part of a mix of other properties so you're going to be in a tenant hub it's mostly going to be what we call body corporate or strata property because for $500,000 let's just say you won't be able to buy something that's freestanding in Sydney Melbourne or even Brisbane you have to be in regional to be able to do that so if you start out there what you're going to find is that you're going to find this property is going to be yeah, it's going to have other tenants and tenant mix and walk past traffic that's going to support it and which means that when you re-tenant the new tenants coming in is going to be able to see that and also be able to capitalize on that as well because there might be a professional tenant there might be allied health or there might be a food tenant that actually needs the foot traffic so being part of a hub a really good hub really helps with that um, in an area I would think about an area that is already gentrified or on its way being gentrified which means that the rent will go up and the vacancies will go down so for me, if you were starting out in your first commercial property and looking for passive income, I would go for something that's a little bit more secure rather than something that's a little bit more risk. Yes, you could go to regional and get 8 or 9%, but the thing is then the risk is a little bit higher. And for your first one, you don't want to be experiencing that for your first one. You actually want to be more secure in a metro area, be able to know that the tenant's got established history, paying you rent, it's within a hub. It's um, that if you had to re-tenant, it would take three or six months only to re-tenant and that you've already created a buffer for yourself from the previous tenant being there. Um, That the the previous tenant have already invested in terms of the fit-outs that have improved your property as well, so that you're always gaining throughout the equation. That also being in a fringe or metro area, also helps with later on in the back end with your capital growth as well. So you're both getting cash flow and capital growth from this property. So you're really having your cake and eat it too. And that's really, the truth about passive income. So passive income is the gap between what the tenant pays you and what you pay the bank. The bigger the gap the more passive income you get and you can have it ticking about around in the background and in fact that's what rich and sophisticated investors do. They go and invest in passive income property, passive income producing properties, so assets that are cash producing rather than growth producing and that's really one of the keys to passive income is that you are investing in assets that are cash flow driven rather than growth driven and commercial property is the best vehicle to actually get you there if you look at the history of it it's always been if you bought right and know the right criteria, you will always be getting a cash flow component to it as well as a growth component kicked in the background so you actually get better return for your money if you want to find out more about it, go to HelenTarrant.com, send me an email in the contact us page, more than happy to share with you my education on commercial property so you can understand some foundations, but also subscribe, hit the bell so you get some updated videos regarding commercial property and furthermore, if you've got any questions regarding passive income, anything you want me to follow up on, any other questions, more than happy, put it in the comment section, more than happy to make another video about it. But remember, gap between what you get from the tenant what you pay out is your passive income the more you have it in your portfolio over time the more money you're going to have in your pocket the more means that you you could relax you can actually you know produce the lifestyle you actually want you could actually work less so active income is when you work passive income is where the money just comes in and property is the best way to get you there so until next time bye hi guys just wanted to share another quick tip with you regarding capital growth for commercial property you see there's very very little information out there about capital growth but one of the things about capital growth is that it's all dependent on the tenant and the rent so the higher the rent grows over time the higher the capital growth so if you have a three or four percent rental increase each year in your rent then you're getting a three to four percent increase on the capital value of your property what that means is that as the rent grows so does the value of your property so in your leases always look for properties that have good rental increases 3% 4% or 5% especially in metro areas that is very very easy to achieve hi guys one of the things that people ask me about all the time is Why do we need to look for upsides in commercial property? Or what are the upsides in commercial property and how does that affect the property that I'm looking for? You see, If you already have cash flow or you have strong servicing already and you're able to buy a commercial property that is a little bit run down or maybe only has a partial tenant in there which means that it might be able to have two tenants in the property but only one side is tenanted and the other side side is vacant. So if you're able to afford a property like that and you're able to help service that property then one of the upsides you have is to be able to refurbish the other side while one side of the property is supporting your mortgage and income. so there's no holding cost to you. And when you put the new tenant in there, your cash flow immediately jumps. And you can get as high as double-digit cash flow in putting in a second tenant. And on top of that, you automatically increase the value of your property. there's a few different upsides you can look for in your property but one of the predominant ones that you can look for if you're looking at a property that is freehold which means it's like a house so you own the land it's not part of a strata so it's not in a complex one of the things to look for there is potential to add things to the back so can you extend out to the back can you build a shed at the back can you add more things to the property perhaps you could go upwards and if you go upwards you will be able to add a new tenancy so it's all about creating more tenants in there more rental income for you and more growth for your property. Another one of those tips for looking for upsides in your property is to look for properties that you can have easy change of use. So a retail shop front generally gets the highest rent, and that is because it is right at the base level. It's very accessible to customers. It's already got its oh approved, which means that for disabled or anybody who is having issues with walking or getting there, um, so you don't need to build ramps or anything. So it's really, really easy and very, very convenient for professional and government tenants and also medical tenants. Um, but one of the things you want to look for is that how versatile is that property? So can you go from perhaps a, an accountant or lawyer's office to maybe a cafe, a medical suite, or even a dentistry. Because all of those things affect the rent in your property and they affect the value of your property. So perhaps you could charge an extra 20% more Uh, on a medical tenant than you would a normal professional tenant. So if you could change the use of your property from say a lawyer or a solicitor's office, um, which is maybe paying a base rent of 40 or 50,000 to now a medical tenant, they could potentially be paying you an extra $10,000 more per year in rent, which all adds to the value and the security of your property. You've been listening to Commercial Property Cashflow Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss any of my valuable tips and strategies. Now, if you're wanting more detailed education and training, I have a free webinar you can attend. Just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there. And if you're ready to invest in commercial property with guided assistance and you want to talk to us, book into your free consultation. Find out more about it on HelenTarrant.com. I can't wait to share with you more of my tips and strategies in upcoming episodes. So really make sure you subscribe. This is Helen Tarrant signing off. See you on the next podcast.